a captive captain, and a brave imbiber. This week on The Hapless Heroes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and tonight I am your host and DM as we continue what I would exp- I'm hoping is uh, you know, your anxious anticipation of what the heck is about to happen. Before we find that out, we're going to introduce the cast. Starting in my virtual left, we have Dave as Zero Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I'm still here. Nicola's Boris the Butcher. What was in that flask? Phil, as Hedrick the Entertainer. Thirsty for action. And John, as Lauren Jarrell the Light. That monster can't get what it wants. Yeah, so speaking of monsters getting what they wanted, but not necessarily what they needed. Uh... <laughs> There was some tense negotiations with the visage of Ebenezer last week. And you guys, uh, you know, after lots of debate and stipulations and threats and spooky moments, you know, you have Tessa Southwind, who was captive of Ebenezer, who he was threatening to steal whatever power she contained within to do whatever things he wanted to do. And Quinn instead offered himself up rather than his flask or any other, you know, power, you know, to serve Ebenezer. But Ebenezer immediately began searching for Quinn's flask that contains this magical mystery birthright liquid that he and his kin have imbibed for however long um, of unknown power. Instead, that happened to be in the captain's jacket that Boris stole from the captain's quarters and she proceeded to drink the entire thing. So we're going to open back up to that because I'm going to start by saying that as soon as you chug it down, you hear Ebenezer, like he like looks over and shouts, no. no. So he knows where I am, even though I'm like super hidden at this point. You were super hidden. A massive column of water shoots forth from your mouth. Just shoots its way upward. We're talking like this thing is creating a small water spout. Do I have control over my like neck, or no, is it just you have, like <laughs> you have no you have no control, and your you are your head is pointed straight up, and this water begins to swirl angrily and violently as it creates this massive vortex now that begins to engulf your ship and Ebenezer's. 
and now everyone. Oh, no. Yeah, and then every, now everyone is like just jogged around, and and is lifted. Is you are now all just like suspended in this like elemental like vortex of water. And I'm standing at the bottom. Of... Well, actually, yeah. I mean, kind of. It's 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 hard to tell because at this point now, like, it, it gets to a point where the water stops spewing from you and now just engulfs everything. Um. You're all having a hard time breathing, for those of you who need to do that. I'm looking at you, Zero, who does not need to do any of that. Um, uh, and so, Zero, you can see that in this, like, chaotic vortex, well, only these two ships have been lifted. And you can barely see anything besides, at this point, just, like, just water. And these, you know, and, like, the people, like, all floating up and, like, being whipped around and um, it gets to a point, though, where, like, in this chaos, the only people remaining that you can see that are still floating is, like, because, like, now it's almost like it's doing that swirl where it's, like, you, you can't tell if you're spinning so fast that everything looks like it's moving slowly or if everything has almost felt like it just crawled to a halt. It still feels violent and chaotic. You would hear the rushing of water all around you, but you're, like, staring, and you can see just your party members. Quinn, who is no longer in Iraq... Tessa. No sign of Ebenezer. His ship is there. No sign of Ebenezer. No sign of anyone else. Just your ship, his ship, and your party and Tessa. And after what feels like almost, you know an eternity, which is it's probably even just like a, like a minute, this vortex all of a sudden like stops swirling. And just the, the the water just crashes down. Now everyone is just soaked. And Quinn and Tessa are on board the deck of the like strange ghost vessel that's you know the, intact. And the rest of you are you know kind of prone aboard the deck of the Overstar. And surrounding you is endless ocean. There is no sun here, but somehow. It's bright. It's almost like this pale blue hue over everything. And if you look, and the water is just endlessly deep. Boris, you feel fucking awful. <laughs> you feel like you were just like hit by a bus. Your insides are... are are, you're, you're heaving. You're just like like the, you. Some, you put something in your body that did not belong in there. Did I manage to hang on to the flask through this process? I yes. would have been trying to. Yes, and then you can see. Uh, as everyone kind of like picks themselves back up, right? I'm assuming as everyone kind of like getting to their feet. I mean, I'm assuming I'm probably on my, like, knees if I'm heaving that hard, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most of you are on your feet. Mm-hmm. Zero is to his feet, yes. Yeah. It is silent and calm. No sign of ghost ships, no sign of art wall, no sign of anything. Just endless ocean. 
uh, Jarrell's first action would be to try to get a rope or something that Quinn could get back to our ship with. Yeah, I mean, at this point, there is they are kind of spread apart a little bit. Um, I use my batarang and I grab Tessa. I'm just kidding. Your batarang. <laughs> 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 Like, how how far away is their ship from us? A couple hundred feet. Okay. So, would Jarrell be able to, like, tie a rope to a javelin? How far can I throw those? (laughs) Not that far. Also, I mean, aboard the other ship is a cap. Our our, our two captains. How far is Boris from, like, the front of the ship where Quinn would normally do his, like, finger-waggling ship driving? That is the back of the ship, and you are at the opposite side. You're towards the front of the ship. Um, Quinn tests out whether or not he can, he can, quote, drive this ghost ship. Um... Before you do that, you kind of pick yourself up to your feet and like Tessa picks herself up to hers and she looks at you and she just says, Oh, I got out of that one, didn't we? Where are we? What just happened? And she like looks around and she like sniffs the air. She says, something feel familiar to you about this place? I feel like I've been here before. But I know I haven't been here before. Mm. Are we dead? I hope not. Um, Does Quinn feel the same thing? The same what? Same feeling. Is he relating to this? Yeah. Do you remember that clear that day I told you it was like clear skies in your mind when you were sailing at sea? You felt like connected, mm. like your mind was in two places at once. So this this is that feeling. This is this what is I that felt. Feeling. This is yeah. yeah. This is what you felt. So it's it's okay. Um, there's a there's a few moments where like you know everyone's kind of getting their bearings and just kind of taking in their surroundings, and all of a sudden they kind of. At the edge of the horizon, ahead of ahead of both of your ships, the water starts to swell, like massively. Just I mean, you see this this big like, almost like orb like swell, like just huge, like it's like almost like a tidal wave is 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 growing, right? And after a few moments, like this massive figure, just like bursts from the water. It has this like dark blue almost like skin but it looks like very smooth it's it has to be i mean this thing is has to be towering hundreds of feet tall you can only see its top half you know from like torso to head two arms human like face and it's where it, and it has like it's um it's but its hair is made of like kelp and like other like you know like in coral and things like that it's pulled back and it's wearing these like golden bangles on its arms and you know it it's almost kind of looks like like if if like the 
genie from Aladdin was made of like sea stuff. Mm-hmm. And it you know emerges from the seas. It takes in this deep breath. It takes this and, and it exhales, and you feel just this like blast of wind, you know, carry across the decks of your ships. And it speaks. It says, "My kin." How good it is that you have made it to my realm. I am Caesar Southwind. Am I Percy Jackson? This is exciting. Of this plane. And he looks down at your two ships, which are like, you know, rocking in the waves. And he says, you have done what all other Southwinds could not. You have harnessed the deepest powers of the wind and the seas. And I have rescued you, intervened. However, I, I feel a sickness in this realm. Something else is here that does not belong. I die. Oh. And you, like, you see, like, even just like, it, it, like almost like heaving with breaths, like it's blasting these, like, you know, like gusts of wind over your ships. And Tessa's just like, oh my. So it all is true. Quinn. This is where our power comes from. The power of the sea, the winds. It lies in our blood. The water we drank was from the seas of this plain. And Caesar continues. You, and he points at Boris, you have something that doesn't belong to you. And you see him like kind of raise like a hand up in the air and then more water just just like rushes yeah, rushes forth from your mouth, right? You see it like fire up into the sky and then um, as, as it falls, like, you know, the flask is kind of like out next to you. It just all lands right inside the tiny little spout of the flask. You see it all just like swirling up and sucks back into the flask. I, so wait, is is Boris vomit in my flask right now? <laughs> no, uh, I, I mean, well, maybe it's been filtered. Gross. The chunks have been removed. <laughs> it's more like the this this magical water essence has been forcibly removed from inside Boris and placed back in your flask. Great. <laughs> uh, Boris reaches out respectfully, not in a snatchy way, but like gingerly picks the flask back up and puts it back in the captain's coat pocket. Yes. And just kind of nods at the sea creature. creature. Okay. Am I, am I feeling better now? Like, do I feel less like I'm about to keel over and die? Yes. You feel, I mean, it still hurts. 
still hurts. Yeah, but better. <laughs> so I, um, I just kind of nod to the sea god and like slink backwards, like just kind of take a few steps back. <laughs> he continues, he says, you have arrived at the union, the juncture between the planes of elemental air and elemental water. My domain. Here, I share space with the great Lord Westwind and the great word Lord Eastwind. And of, of course, <laughs> you cannot forget Northwind. We have spread our canal across the material plane to harness the powers of the seas and the winds to help create some balance in the realms in which they occupy, even if they know not how they do it. However, I've brought you here, well, because you, you, you kind of used the power to, to, to do it. However, I sense uh, looking at like everything around you, you were kind of in the middle of something. Ah, and he like, he winces again, like something is here that does not belong. <laughs> Quickly, kid, if, 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 do, do you have questions for me? I, I must understand what the nature of this in, in, intrusion is. The boat's is there anything else with you down away. there? I missed what you said, John. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just, I was going to use divine sense, but the boat's too far away. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hedrick, I feel like Quinn has lots of questions that, like, I don't think he's got the time or the, or the ability to, like, get through. Hedrick's going to speak into his amplifier and say, Captain, maybe you should at least tell him what's going on. The disturbances on the material plane and the fluctuations of magic happening. Mr. Czar, Sir, Southwind, uh, things are amiss all over planes of existence at this point. I've never been here, but if you're feeling mighty sick, somehow it's got to be connected to what's going on. Do tell. And I'm sure you recount, you know. A, the a great evil was trying to capture our fair captain's uh, lifeblood, if you will. Uh, holding his, uh, his kin there as captive, I'm sure you can understand the uh, dire actions of our young rogue Baroness here. Or us um, waves, like very sickly. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. A great many... Uh, how, should we, how should I put this... Uh, Budding, villainous types have all tried to claim the power of this plane before. That's why I ensure that I only entrust it to the most powerful of my lineage. However, no doubt they covet this power because it allows you to bridge the, well, the plane of vortex. As you see before you, you no longer inhabit the material plane at this very moment. You have transcended planes, my, my 
my, my dear friends. This power could be used for great evil, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, what evil sought this out? Do you tell him, Quinn? You're going to make Hedrick tell him? <laughs> yeah, I want to speak for you. I, want, I mean, this is Well, I mean, thing. he's got the, the thing, but yeah, I mean, like, Ebenezer. Ebenezer. Pray tell. I, 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 I have kin and, and enemies in many different planes of existence. Tell me, what does this Ebenezer seek? What does he do? He seeks the power of the sea. In he order wants to the power defeat. that Vecna. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he, so he says. It is a great folly to meddle in the affairs of the outer planes. Those are powers that are larger than even you and I. And I. I simply make the wind and the seas operate in harmony. That is my only purpose. I care not about the affairs of the gods. But if this evil seeks to take on another evil, it does tend to potentially pose an issue when it comes to the sanctity and stability of all the other planes. And yes, that could probably explain why I'm feeling a little a bit ill at this moment. When did you first have feelings of this sickness? I mean, I don't know what what you mean by when, as I'm not sure how time operates for you, mortals. Do you, uh, do you believe your other um, wind entities have felt the same thing? I'll call it a recent development. I haven't really joined with the northwest or east winds in quite some time. I, you know, have my own matters and realms to attend to. You cannot deny the connection between interplanar disturbances and and the vast ramifications. Certainly, if you feel something amongst this entire realm, that is that is a supernatural effect that must be addressed. You are correct, small one. It is significant. We believe there is an evil presence growing. The material plane has been infested with a, uh, we'll call it a, a virus, an, an evil sense that is plaguing the land. And it is not only consuming material, but also uh, arcane nature and, and power. Ah, yes. Necromancy. The most foul. Disrupts the order of things, you know, if you believe in fate and all that. Again, I have a simpler purpose, however, a powerful one in that. I can 
try to provide you some aid here, but, well, I don't know what more I can offer you. Uh, you may have to, in fact, I, I, I would help implore you to maybe potentially even stop whatever's happening here, disrupting this plane. I can bestow upon you great gifts. However, the methods of which you approach these issues will be entirely up to you. I am, but you know, I, I have my limits. What say our fair captains? Hiya, Tessa. <laughs> um, Qu Quinn. <laughs> uh, Quinn actually humbly uh, turns to Tessa. Um, she is the she is the Sea Lord. She is the one that we uh, potentially need to follow in order to go back to the material plane and, and be successful. She says, we have, to, we have to get back to our people. I have to get back to my people. They're still in attack. I don't know what happened to everything else. Why are we the only ones who were transported here? And she like mm -hmm. looks up at Caesar, who said that. And he says, well, the powers of the seas, of the south wind, protect those who fall under their tutelage. When the powers were invoked, I felt the presence of my kin and brought those that they carry in their hearts with them. Jarrell will pipe up. Would it only be us that you brought with them? Could he have brought another with along that wasn't supposed to join? Just curious if Ebenezer's here or not. Well, it appears Ebenezer can control remotely in many places. I would imagine there's a possibility that we have to entertain his presence is here, or at least is aware of this place. Does uh, Caesar answer? He says... I wouldn't have brought anyone that you did not hold dear to you. And it's only f for those of my kin that this would apply to. You spoke that you were not really familiar with the concept of time. Do you believe that if you were to return us to our plane of origin, that time will continue to expend during this whole conversation or could we return theoretically in the exact same position at the exact same moment here you exist in all times in all spaces how about that captain <laughs> to bring you back I suppose it would well no one's really ever made it here to ask me before Do you think he could place us freed surrounding Ebenezer? <laughs> like, I don't know what, what we want. <laughs> Zero pipes up. 
do we necessarily have to go back? Or should we go somewhere further on? The entire summit is still I would under attack. Yeah, I would assume Tessa would want to go back and, and fight with her people. Jabril, would it be possible for you to try to contact Valen from this place? Uh, Are you entering on any... helmet immediately? Yeah. Sure. Uh, what do you typical, say or think? Uh, the typical Valen. Are you there? Jarrell, I can hear you so much more clearly. Uh, we seem what? to be have surpassed the material plane. Look at that. Ah, then you are well on your way to your path of ascension. However, how did how did you do that so fast? It was with the help of Caesar Southwind. We are in his realm. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. A, a lesser deity of elements of wind and water I, uh, excuse me and you hear like the sounds of like like trumpets blaring and like you know like magic and like battle and things happening and she says sorry um <laughs> just like explosions and explosions and she says if you are to ascend you must travel further. Deeper. The only, you, you, you must transcend that which is celestial and astral. You must transcend the borders of material and elemental. The only way to do this is through the plane of vortex. Uh, Jarrell will turn to the group and say, she recommends we go further. How do, how do we have any control over these vortexes? I mean, isn't this kind of like a one-way trip? Seeing as how this is the first time, and, and Caesar kind of like pipes up, seeing as how this is the first time that any of my kin have successfully managed to visit me, which I am very grateful for. You look great, by the way. <laughs> he looks at you and Tessa. Uh, he says, I don't know. I am but a humble lord of a of a, of, of an elemental domain. Jarrell, now, again, Jarrell, your conversation your conversation with Valen is one is you know one way, right? Like, yeah, that's why I told them what what I was. Yeah, what she told me. Um, Jarrell will turn to zero. I'm still trying to understand this realm. Is it possible that we go forward? and can then place ourselves in the prior space and time after where we are needed once more. He's hoping that Zero kind of connects what he's, with Jarrell's kind of babbling, but like he's hoping that we can go further into the vortex to do what we need to do. Maybe even send Tessa back. And then we could go back to that exact spot in time to save the day again. After we, I become a god. <laughs> After I become a god, then we could definitely do it. 
Right. Um, especially if this whole like space time thing is like in question while you're in the vortex. Yeah, I mean, if if anyone who would have or potentially have any knowledge of, you know, the uh, out, you know inner and outer planes, um, would like to make me like a history or an arcana check. I'll allow that. Sure, I'll make an arcana check. I could also make a history check. I think. Uh, Seventeen plus six will be a twenty-three for arcana. Really Similar to how Tabi had aged dramatically in a short period of time when he was traveling through multiple planes with 31 squared. Um, the passage of time in the plane, you know, in the outer planes and the inner planes uh, works differently than on the prime material plane. So based on, you know, your observations already with like Tabby's aging process and whatnot, you would expect that time here passes slower than it does on the prime material. There may even be ways to manipulate, you know, things like that, right? That, but then, then you're talking about temporal magic where like, you're talking, talking about going back in time. You know, Dr. Heinz was trying, you know, was one of the really only experts in that field and he was potentially overrun by the undead, but you don't really know. He did some crazy magic and made some big explosions and no one, you never really saw or confirmed that he was dead. But that's the only person you've ever met in your life who's ever known how to fuck with time, even a little bit. Now, I'm not a very good chronometrician. I never really had time for those kinds of studies. That's but, a word. <laughs> but I would say that there's going to be a temporal flux shift between what you would normally see on a dynamometron versus uh, what you might uh, might find on other um, less specialized pieces of equipment. And it's going to say a lot of things, and it's also not, not going to say several other things. And there's a cross-inference that could be made here that essentially says that it's entirely possible, that it's plausible, that it's not out of the question that we could come back at a time similar to when we went in, or in a time within several margins for error just afterwards, which may or may not be from one nanosecond to four days. Oaken is a true scientist of the Omega Project. A man with many hats, yes. Um, uh, Caesar will pipe up and says, I can bestow upon you the power to summon the vortex, but I worry that your fragile mortal form could barely handle it. He's speaking to Quinn, right? Yes. Or just to all of you, really. Mm -hmm. We would all be able to control it. Or at least try. No. Just Quinn. Only those who possess deep powers. And of, among you, I see... <laughs> yeah, is more intrigued by right. I see... Quinn. Yeah. And Tessa. And actually, he looks up and down. This strange 
construct seems to possess certain physiological traits that could potentially survive such magic. And he looks, he points mm. at zero. Hmm. You know, Captain, I don't think we could have any bigger of a target on our back as it is. Tessa mm-hmm. says, bestow some power to me. I see your quest, brother, and I see what lies before you, but I must fight with my people. I am not the type of leader to abandon them. Caesar says, very well. I may I can I, I may bestow a, a lesser power to you if you mean only to travel back to the material plane. That is a far easier task. But yes, to travel deeper would require tremendous bravery. They're all so brave. <laughs> so brave. So brave. So brave. Just so really brave. Um, <laughs> so, so is the the question here at this point? Do we go deeper and risk the lives of perhaps Hedrick, Jarrell, and Boris? No, it's more like you can go deeper, is but that whoever the, is, is that but whoever is summoning the power to do that to to traverse the planes, um, you're at the highest be, risk. You know, under yeah, great, probably great stress physically and metaphysically, based on just the amount of power that you know you would need to summon or use. You know, it could potentially have mm-hmm. adverse effects on you know your 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 mortal being. Potentially. And Caesar says, again, we've never tried this before. I'm even curious to see if it works. If I were to channel this then, would that be a stable conduit for the rest to pass through? Mm. Perhaps. Boris goes to check to see if Um is still in the hold. <laughs> a ref. A ref. You do hold him in your heart. Boris picks up Um and, and holds him up in the air towards Caesar. Is Hans and the Except, dragons in there too? What about this construct? <laughs> uh... Those are, two, those, are, those are two very important questions that both of you asked there in different ways. And um, John, I mean, do you do you love your squire? Do you have like an actual like? Do you feel like you actually have like a like a, a good relationship with your squire? Like, I wouldn't say yeah. you don't love, but like, do I you mean, like, do you have a compassion dick. and care for him. Jarrell's a dick, but Hans is the closest thing he has to his son. So okay, then Hans is there. The dragons are not. Okay. 
Oh no. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to end one of several different ways. Tires will be out when we get back. It's fine. It's fine. And the rest of the Oberstar crew? Yeah. Like, things were. Also not here. Things were already bad there. Unleashing dragons on it is going to do what? It was already bad. It was already cataclysmically bad. Dragonlings. We accidentally stole a dragon mama. Dragonling. (laughs) They're still dragons. We're just arguing about degree at that point. Mm -hmm. Let's just try to get Hans back as quick as we can so that the ship doesn't explode with freeze whatever. Yeah, I'm going to say that your squire is along with you now on on the rest of this adventure, and you are... Uh, you alone are responsible for his well-being, wherever this takes you. Right. Just um, for potential records purposes, um, which people, uh, which characters that are not us are on this ship? Like, is you uh, <laughs> in the closed nest still, for example? You know? It's good to know. To do I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. It would have only been to do on the ship, because he likes being in the crow's nest. He's also not here. He is not here. Okay, I just wanted to see who you know. Make sure there was a list of who was available for party select if that was going to be a thing. I'm not sure if we could no. say that Quinn loves to do enough. Or anybody no. in this group <laughs> loves to do no. enough to bring him with. <laughs> no, it's it's horrible. I mean, it's not that they don't like care about him. It's just that, as far as I mean, hold them in their hearts. <laughs> on horribleness energy, so that's fine. Um, but also, just as a an aside, right? That gives a fun option for if at any, at any point in time we are short people or need to do some kind of quote unquote interns adventure, we can check back in on what's happening in real time. Right. On the prime material plane. <laughs> but yes, no, it is just... It, oh, and you know who else is here, though? It's Dilbertrum. <laughs> How did he make it in? Oh, we forgot he was there. <laughs> He's not here. No, I'm just kidding. You actually um, don't care about him at all, so no, he is not. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> not not in like the freaky thing, like how the, f- like like how the fuck did you get here? No, uh, no. That's the not. biggest mystery of all. Ironically, yeah. by respecting his wishes, we made him unable to do his job. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably real happy about that. Well, he's probably left behind yeah, in the middle of a it. horrible battle. <laughs> We're just well, gone. And we are, we are on the ship. Uh-huh. So the ship matters. So he's alone they do in not. the water next to a pissed off demigod. And to do. <laughs> yes. Between to do and a pissed off demigod. Um, I'm sorry. So I just, uh, which among you, I guess, would like to take. Oh, yeah, you're right, right. I'm sorry. And Boris held up um. Yeah, I'm, I'm expectantly hoping that my puppy will become a sea god here. <laughs> or more more of a uh, temporal field generator, essentially a chaotic temporal field generator. In my head, my puppy is a sea god. If this works, I see. 
Um, Caesar now inspects this tiny mechanical construct and says, ah, this does possess some, albeit much far fewer of the same physiological qualities that your other mechanical friend has. I could put it in that thing, but I don't know what would happen. It's your call. Are you willing to blow up your puppy? (laughs) To make it a sea god? (laughs) That's not a (laughs) win-win. That is not a win-win. Um, just looks up, you know, at the towering, like, like demigod, and just says, "A rough, a rough." You you pushed the chaos button last episode. Are we going to dare to let you push the chaos button again this episode? Mm. Honestly, I think Boris we turns have zero to zero. Actually, because as an incipient DM, <laughs> I'm all about watching chaos buttons being pushed. But Boris turns to zero. And and asks, uh, Zero, what do you think? <laughs> Can he handle it? And then turns uh, um towards her and goes, Can you handle it? Um, Can you? Can you? A rough. A rough. Well, how accurate of an idea do you have of where you're trying to go? Let me put it to you this way. Is accuracy important to you in any way, shape, or form in your incipient travel to another plane? To to me? I'm just going wherever you (laughs) guys want. (laughs) Okay, well, let's make this an an, an, an exclusive. More of a, I don't know, what's the opposite of the royal you? The, the everybody you the, the guy can put this out to a poll. Zero, yes. I would trust you infinitely more than her puppy. <laughs> uh, yeah, as far as I know, um, it's very limited in its comprehensive or, or expressive abilities. I wouldn't trust this puppy to know which plane or travel route to take. Any more than I would trust a, a snail to tell me how to climb a mountain. A rough. A rough. Let me put it to you this way. Accuracy is my stock and trade. I'll get you where you're going, and I will catch up to you when I can. Jairal has complete faith in zero for sure. Surely, Boris is still heavily debating Puppy Sea God. Of course, you are. Do we have the option to make multiple Sea Gods here? I am already <laughs> expending some power for my other kin here, Tessa, to go back to where she belongs and needs to be. Only one other among you can be bestowed with such power. I, again, have my limits. Boris turns back to the rest of the party and says, while I love the idea of this being, um, I'm not sure it's the best idea you guys have ever had. 
brings them back home. Oh, oh, you made it their idea. It was a reverse Quinn. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> reverse like, Quinn does. <laughs> she is wearing his clothes still, after all. They're very smelly at this point. <laughs> the anti gains nationalized losses. <laughs> Well, I vote zero. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, you all are destined for great things, and me and Boris are just here uh, to tag along. I mean, giddy up. All right, then. John knows see... that's not true, but Jarrell agrees. <laughs> you, 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 you see uh, Caesar reach below the seas now with his, you know, massive arms and he pulls up a bident right and he it's, it almost looks like a gigantic tuning fork but with like you know pointy ends like and a grilling like, fork yes yeah. he is two thirds of a Poseidon yeah <laughs> and he holds it up and he like you know places a figure on it and just kind of gives it a tap and you see him vibe, you see the two you know uh, points vibrate. And then he points the Biden at zero. And you see, like, the, you feel the wind start to swirl. Right? And you see that, like, in, in the endless and sunless sky above you, clouds form out of nowhere. They start to kind of concentrate over the Overstar. And a massive streak of lightning just, like, blasts down and strikes zero filling you with immense energy. You know how, like, okay, if you've ever watched any of the Iron Man films, right? Like, you know, you start juicing that thing, that the suit up with electricity, it starts, like, you know, overcharging, right? You're starting to feel that kind of vibe. Like, the whatever magic normally courses through you, you know, for your general operations, is now surging at, like, 300%. All of the wood panels explode outward off of zero, and he is just a brass frame at the moment. And he says, all you need to do now is focus your energy towards a direction and, well, fire. I think I can manage that. Wait a minute, before we uh, disembark, <laughs> blam. <laughs> yeah. Blam, he says. I would be remiss. Uh, if he if said I... blam. He said blam. <gasps> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you are going to be remiss. So this massive surge of energy explodes out from zero. And it's like you almost see like this this beam of light kind of like come out from his chest, and it just like creates this. I mean, I mean, it's, it just it, it just fills the space now with light, and all of you are just sucked in, and you feel your bodies just like moving at an incredible speed, even though you are not moving any part of yourself. You can see this stream of colors. And 
like you just hear this sound of like 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 rushing that not rushing air but just like like just but all these this 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 sound of like i don't know almost like current of some kind like almost like electrical current or magical current something it's just it's just buzzing and rushing And that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. Ah. That's exciting. Thank you. Oh, hey, you're not dead. So <laughs> much. I know. He's not dead. He's not dead. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I've had a blast on this particular uh, story arc. And I wanted to leave Dave with the creative challenge of well a uh, a planar adventure i think that this sets us up for some very interesting things now you might be thinking to yourselves dear audience wait fran if you're returning to the tables of flare player how in the hell is felix going to get there well my dear audience that is a question we will answer next week on the hapless heroes podcast in the meantime if you like us you can find us on the internet we're on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes or Facebook, Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Uh, those places really just have sticky posts um, with links that will guide you to our Discord server, which is really where we meet with our audience and socialize most often. It's also a great community of like-minded people, of all of our cast members, uh, beautiful community members and, and, and fellow listeners and you know, each all sharing different stories and pictures and all the f- cool, fun stuff that you can find with a, you know, cool, great community of nerds. I would encourage you to join. It's a great time. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll do our best. We, all, we always do our best to make sure that we don't, you know, put spoilers in the episode talk channel without tagging them first. Um, so yeah, please don't be afraid. Come on and say hi. But if you really like us, you can also leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Uh, really helps just like seeing all the wonderful things you have to say about us. Hell, you can even just email us at haplessheroes at gmail.com. Say some nice things. We'll say some nice things back to you on the air. It's going to be a great time. You know, we just, we, we really love hearing from you. It just makes us happy and feel all warm and fuzzy and make us want to keep making the best show we possibly can for you. Now, if you really, really like us, donate to our patreon maybe you know it's just patreon.com slash heroes we got a multitude of rewards that we are constantly adding to everything from bloopers behind the scenes audio phil's got some hedrick acapella tracks on there we occasionally even like schedule like game nights with our uh patrons where you know we'll play like jackbox games and i'll host it on our discord server and things like that so you know we're always trying to find more and more ways to give back to you because you've given so much to us and we just deeply appreciate all of it hedrick desperately needs your interplanar support and he'd be happy to entertain you for such uh, interplanar support sounds like something npr asks for <laughs> <laughs> i am once again asking for your interplanar support <laughs> okay if you really 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 love us sally field and the whole deal. Uh, break into Ben and Jerry's in Vermont. <laughs> so, and in the, the Ben and Jerry's, but the Ben and Jerry's, the Ben and Jerry's, 
uh, and where they are coming up with a new ice cream flavor, you will replace all of their uh, research with hapless heroes. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a good like uh, flavor. Yeah, just just flavors <laughs> named after Come all up of with our a characters. Good flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, South Wind, uh, sorbet, cookie dough. <laughs> yeah, Dilbert yeah. Trim's sorbet. I like that. I love it. Right. Oh, um, it should be salted caramel because of the salt of the ocean. Yeah, zero zebra stripes. I don't know. Um, I'd like to be Boris Berry. Boris Berry. I love it. Uh, so come up with a, a flavor that, that gives just a great homage to the hapless heroes um, and uh, and push it. Like, just get it done uh, without any of their help. Uh, just create the flavor, put all the ingredients into a big, big batch, uh, and then uh, process and produce it. Uh, send it out to all the stores, and uh, and we'll love you after that. Yeah, and wow the world with the whimsical flavors of the Hapless Heroes podcast in ice cream form. Love it. Well, there's nothing left I just really want ice outro, cream. <laughs> but outro this wonderful cast for you for my last time as a DM for a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to start on my virtual right with John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Until next time. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Man, I wish I could have done a number for that. Caesar back there. What an audience. <laughs> what an audience. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I'm sorry. Um, maybe next time we meet a demigod. <laughs> Mike as Lord and Captain Queen Southwind. I'm actually contemplating mixing two ice cream flavors, Southwind Sorbet and Boris Berry, and that just sounds delicious. And Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. See you next time you're on the Material Planes. And I'm Francesco, signing off as DM. Next week, we welcome Dave as our returning storyteller. We'll see what happens on this planer adventure. Ooh. I'm a material I'm a girl scared. on a Dave's material plane. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>